five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Poem Podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Life Force, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, the host of the One Man Watch Point Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Joined, um, I'd say, mostly always, but yeah, this is a kind of a rare occasion. All three of us are here. Okay, we were here last week. I mean, you weren't on camera. I mean, I don't know. Is that what you're you're discounting? Is that we couldn't see your lovely no, face? No, I, I, I was here on camera. I was with the Black Void thing yesterday, like last time too. No, I think no, so. You no, know, you had, you you weren't no face. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you had said that we could not see what was going on behind you. And uh, I see, I see. I mean, that paints a very, a very intriguing non-picture. Good. I'll, I'll just keep, we'll keep it at that. And the mystery once, you know, once it's solved, it's not as enticing. So mm. no, but it's, it's nice, nice to be here. I think it's one of the, when was the last time we, we were going into a podcast with both teams winning like most of their matches or half of their matches, both like Toronto uh, and Vancouver. Oh, it's been a while. Never. Like I was going <laughs> to say never. <laughs> I mean, consider, right? Like Vancouver has had a rough spell until this season. Yeah. Toronto, gatekeeping up and down, but at no point did I do I think we ever had a weekend where both teams went 100%. Well, okay, in fairness, one <laughs> of the teams didn't go 100%. Yeah, but it's still not there. The, the but, effort. Like, th- three out of four is pretty good. Yeah, and I, in that one, you can't be too disappointed about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll talk all about that for the next hour as we... Uh, are apt to do um, the Overwatch League. If you didn't realize, this is going into a slight break. Uh, this break, I believe, is to allow for teams to adjust to the next patch, which goes live, well, a day after today or tomorrow, depending on your perspective as to when you're listening. The day after tomorrow. I thought that was when the world ends. Well, it could be that too. Um, world gets frozen over. That's right. We have huh? to, you know, hike into New York City. I'm glad you get that reference. I uh, I remember that DVD case vividly. We owned it. So was that uh, Dennis Quaid? What was the uh, movie? I think it was. I want to say no because there was oh. a very similar movie that was also about the end of the world that came out right around the exact same time. There were like two competing properties. Okay. Maybe maybe it was him, but I feel like he was the other one. Well, there was the other one with John Cusack where the world floods. Oh, maybe okay. Okay, maybe. You're right. Dennis Quaid was Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Got it. Jake it's, Gyllenhaal. It's just... I didn't realize that. Wow. Well, there, there's actually a couple of younger actors who then developed into older actors mm. in that, yeah, that, that particular movie. Passage of Time. The, the wheel. Happens. Yeah, it turns. It's all uh, <laughs> on another tangent because we seem to be like hitting it in stride. It's funny to me because uh, I speak like Russian and Hebrew as well. And there's no like word in English for the day after tomorrow. So you always have to say the day after tomorrow. While in the other two languages, is actually like a singular word. Really? To uh, uh, yeah. And the day before yesterday which is another okay, so, like mouthful. So, so the day, you know, the day after tomorrow. <laughs> what what would be the the singular word? And can you spell it and put it in chat so I can title the episode appropriately? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's we'll try to. Um, 
invent something maybe uh, yeah you'll, you'll give me something i'll trust twice you, tomorrow then, i don't know twice tomorrow the, is fine no twice, twice tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> twice tomorrow a four tomorrow oh you know what uh we are getting into this because obviously the patch uh but no sense uh, wasting anyone else's time because we do such a good job in, yeah nothing uh, to talk about this week too <laughs> in uh in the payload so let's start pushing it moving the payload Join me! So both the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Fight had a couple of matches this weekend. If you listened to last week's episode, we were quite confident in Vancouver's chances, save for, you know, wishy-washy light force. As far as Toronto was concerned, we were maybe a little less committal to Toronto, but that said, I think the results probably played out the way we sort of envisioned them taking place. Mm-hmm. The first match was the Houston Outlaws and a Toronto Defiant. And, you know, looking at this particular match on paper, uh, three Overwatch wouldn't have been a surprise. Uh, Houston being relatively dominant. Toronto, maybe not as much. But we know that this particular Toronto roster is starting to find the groove. They're playing more confidently. Um, The synergy happens to be there. And if you were to then have watched this and gone back to the thought that, oh, wait a minute, Houston should have beat them on paper. I think this match clearly identifies how more improved Toronto is going into sort of the last few weeks of the season. Yeah, that's fair. I think like uh, if if we saw these two teams play in the previous stage, did they? I'm not sure. Uh, It would not have been, you know... Oh, as it would have been too know, Overwatch, full of a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, like, there's also something that needs to be said about Toronto's like strengths and weaknesses. Um, one of these strengths is, of course, the King of the Hill maps, where they seem to be doing well. Even like um, looking at Elios, the first map, uh, well, I thought things it was where they just won the straight up like hundred to zero, which you normally would not expect uh, against a team like Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you also, you know, before we get to well, when we think about ruins, like this is the type of map where often you'll see teams run out with uh, or potentially a Reinhardt, which we know Kaluge, mm-hmm. you know gravitates towards. Um, we've seen some Ramatra, and yet we saw this, this mirror, this Winston mirror, and, uh, you know, we saw glimpses of Toronto really providing themselves improved play. But then you're right. We get to, well, Toronto bullies Houston off the point. Yep. And then proceeds to set up on the high ground, uh, not not even giving them the opportunity to get to sort of that, you know, fence. Um, I want to say, like, even, you know, Ultraviolet with Grandma was playing aggro, whereas mm-hmm. often you'll see teams have that Anna a little bit withdrawn um, to give you that that additional range. Right, right. Um, yeah, just the only map where they didn't choose to go mirror, they had the Ash. The first one didn't work that well. And then when they started mirroring um, Houston, they seemed better. Uh, it was impressive, like uh, some, some key factors here. Um, Spectra keeps on looking good. Mm-hmm. So the new player, obviously, we discussed this last week, they seem to be integrating quite well um opener and ultraviolet you mentioned them already they played well on some maps and and 
this is a bit tough because you're going probably against one of the best like Back support lines. lineups of all time in Overwatch. Yeah. So yeah, I, I liked what I saw in um, Ilias. They definitely did not look, you know, to be subpar. Even better, more often than not. Well, and they they end up winning Ilios, um, right? But. What's interesting is when you think of well, how they bullied Houston off the point and simply owned it. Like they set up shop and there was very little that Houston was able to like anything happy, uh, like whiffed his first, uh, pulse, like completely whiffed it. And that just seemed to be how, you know, Houston's sort of luck went. Uh, they take the point on Lighthouse early on and then Toronto just bullies them off, gets right. themselves up to solid percentage. Yeah. They, eventually you know find themselves in a little bit of difficulty but they i think last stage toronto booms yeah right like the moment there's that adversity the bubble bursts yeah i'm i'm i'll admit i did not catch this match so i'm watching it on two times speed right now and first (laughs) round they definitely uh it was competitive for some of it but it seemed like Toronto kind of fell off and I'm, I'm actually just mid partway through well right now. And it really, I feel like what I've seen so far, it came down to their first real fight win because it's actually a little bit of time before they do cap. And it's just back and forth, both teams kind of pushing each other off and nobody actually caps it. So it sits at zero, zero for quite a while. Mm -hmm. But then, like you say, once Toronto does take it, um, I mean, well plays into, you know, someone like Spectra's wheelhouse quite well being a, a, good map for echo. Um, and he's, he's doing pretty good job there. Um, also looks like they were doing a good job shutting down fearless. A lot of the times he would try and dive into the well area and just get collapsed on, which again, echoes great for that with the, uh, lots of mobility. I forget. Yeah. yeah the mobility or, or that or triple shot whip shot thing. off. Yeah. Yeah. And the whip shot as well from opener. So yeah, this, this was overall a good map from what I've seen so far. Well, and you know, going back to collusion, there was a moment on Lighthouse where you know, Houston has taken the point. They actually have numbers, and Kaluge goes and invests his his primal, primal rage. When I remember, like seeing this happen, it's like, why would you do that? that was a waste. Like you, you're you don't have a winning condition. You're right. you're. I think at one point got potted, so now. You know, you're, you're not getting any heals that might come in and, uh, you know, Pelican ended up duplicating them. So now you've got <laughs> fearless Pelican and a hurt Kalush. But what was interesting is unlike again, that sort of previous version where there would be that panic, um, he was able to go in and disrupt mm. and eventually the cavalry arrives. Toronto goes and takes the point. They don't lose it. And, you know, watching this first map had me thinking like, Hey, yeah. You know, this Toronto team can continue to play as well as they are. Mm-hmm. They legitimately have a shot at winning. The thing is, it didn't go so well um, on on Nambani. Um, in 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 the sense that Toronto was able to capitalize with the chaos that they were getting on on Ilios, and I genuinely wonder: is that just the king of the, the loss of the full king of the hill, like that escort phase being the issue. Like there, there must be some, um, you know, difference uh, in terms of like how proficient they are. There, there's almost like a map type meta, despite the fact that 
Uh, even if you look at the comp- uh, compositions, it's not like they're playing different yeah. characters, right? The same yeah. lineups that we saw with the Echo and the and the uh, Tracer to begin the match. Obviously, once payload starts moving, there's a little bit of uh, like flipping, but just everything becomes a little bit more loose at the seams for some reason. Like uh, they get dove, they get like bullied off, and suddenly. And we we talked about this even before Toronto were on this path to improvement, where they um, are much better when they have the momentum, and once they mm-hmm. lose it, it kind of becomes uh, less less good. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I, so you know, the reason I started to draw this comparison is that like Mumbai. I mean, you you've got to capture that first point. Yeah. And I thought Toronto didn't do p- too poorly on that first defense. Granted, yeah. I mean, Houston did take the point um, pretty quick, effectively, right? Like, yeah. it, you know, I don't think it was so much that Toronto made any yeah. glaring issues. But then on Toronto attack, I don't think they captured until like the final minute. Like, yeah. It, and I like, again, like here, here is a centralized sort of king of the hill. So what for me like it's just is it that that open in space that you get on the sort of escort phase that makes it you know more difficult for them or or do you think this is more like Houston I mean big thing that I I can mention right now because it just came up on my screen as I watched this match again uh Pelican four final blows five duplicate kills zero deaths on the Ooh. on Houston's attack and what was Spectre's comparison on Echo one final blow four deaths so pretty clear there Pelican was outplaying Spectra in every sense of the matter. Um, and unfortunately, Spectra was, I mean, for all intents and purposes, not doing anything, right? One mm-hmm. final blow for the whole round and four deaths. Yeah, four deaths, very low. You know, I've played matches where I get four times that many, probably more than that. Yeah. But even still, um, you know, this just is not about you <laughs> being being clearly <laughs> outplayed by uh, Pelican. Yeah, I, I think the the key difference here is uh, while on King of the Hill, the, the map, you, you can just stick to the point, right? It's kind of, you, you get to keep, hold your ground and you're good. But here, once Houston were able to displace uh, Toronto and push him off high ground, which normally the defenders always have, kind of here when they lost their first point, they never were able to get it back. They were always on, on, you know, falling back and falling back. And Houston yeah. were always trying, like, rotating, like, using the space of the map. Numbani is very notorious, like maps like Dorado mm-hmm. are also like that. If you relinquish your control of the higher ground, you're done. You're done. There's no nothing you can do against the team that, at least on paper, you know, across most positions has, you know, better talent. Mm-hmm. And if you lose geometry the the you you won't be able to do much and that's kind of yeah. like what stood out to me at least in their defense yeah. well I mean, you look at you yes. look at the body though like it's not that houston had the high ground it wouldn't give it up like they they collapsed onto that payload and played somewhat withdrawn like they it felt to me like they were almost bunkering but mm-hmm. toronto they couldn't they couldn't crack that that bunker uh, fearless would simply keep that payload from moving you'd have a uh, pelican hanging back dishing out mm. a crap ton of damage until there was that opportunity to get that kill at which when he comes in and just deletes um whomever it is mm. they're trying to remove from the equation and toronto to your point yeah they withdraw 
okay, let's regroup. Okay, let's regroup. But you then take that into the next map, Gibraltar, and Houston essentially owned above the over, the underpass. Like there wasn't anything that Toronto could do to to knock them off off that sort of whatever it is container or or structure. <laughs> um, it eventually they they do get some you know room to play with, but by then the, the clock is next to nothing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it again. Like it, it, it felt to me like Toronto was like just throwing themselves at a wall, banging their head in the hope that eventually <laughs> things would just work out. One of the mm-hmm. big things that I'm seeing watching it back now is, um, I mean, going back to Numbani, but then coming into a little bit of this Gibraltar map as well, and looking back at Ilios as well. I, I mean, I mentioned there was a big back and forth before they even captured the point on Ilios. I'm seeing that on Numbani as well. There are times where it seems like I hesitate to say these teams are evenly matched. Cause obviously we know Houston is a powerhouse and Toronto is frankly not, mm-hmm. but there are times where it's, you don't know who's going to win out a fight and someone will get a pick and you'll think, Oh, it's going in their favor. And then the team kind of withdraws a little bit and suddenly it's 5v5 again. And it seems like that's happening pretty frequently. The problem is it's happening more with Houston coming out on top, right? right? And that's where, you know, we get these kind of long drawn out fights. I mean, again, going to Gibraltar here with Toronto on attack, they're pushing and pushing and pushing. And Houston is giving them some ground, but not enough for them to make sort of meaningful progress. And they'll go down one and they'll just kind of, again, pull it back a little bit, keep, you know, keep doing some poke, just not overextending. And Mm -hmm. Toronto makes a little bit of progress. And then sure enough, before you know it, Houston's back at full force. And it kind of seems like that is, is a bit of the story with, with this match from, from what I'm seeing here. Well, I mean, and one other difference as well is like on defense, you know, Pelican was not countered on Sombra. Mm, True. Yeah. It just, he had he was contributing um in a way that Toronto had no answer for mm-hmm. uh Spectra was hard locked on the echo yeah. um but what would occur like how often would you see you know Kalouz jump in fearless would just drop his bubble over top so now there's no means to even get Kalouz the the heel from distance um now you could go in and try to get into that brawl yourself but you have a sombra running around in your back line yeah, and and that causes so much havoc. Like, there was a point in there, I think, uh, that they got to Spectre with a Brig, and Brig normally shouldn't be anywhere near uh, killing um, <laughs> the Echo, right? But because you get the, those hacks out, and once the Brig falls, that's when, you know, Fearless, he sees Red, he jumps in, and, oh, literally Red, right? Because Toronto. <laughs> but, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the, some fights will look close, but use you know play uh, play them out in the simulator like eight times out of ten it felt like yeah. at least after king of the hill that uh, it would go uh to houston's uh, way just like the, the, their plan for for the for each encounter just seems to be more you know they 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 get the advantages it's not like it's not like it's not it's it's not left to chance it always mm. seems seems to be Better planned and better executed. 
while with Toronto, it's not as good. Yeah. Well, I mean, just look at Houston's attack. They come out with the uh, hog sim. Doesn't work. That, you know, they don't get that cheeky pick. Sure so they've Toronto's completely set up. Yeah. Okay. They get to see what Toronto is, but I mean, everyone in their dog knew what Toronto was going to come out with. Mm-hmm. Houston has to go back and reset. And despite that, they get a free roll of the payload essentially into that sort of underpass before Toronto elects to go in and try to challenge. But who is it that they send in there to challenge? They send collusion. Well, guess what? You've just left your two support up top uh, to be dove upon and deleted. And once they're gone, guess what? Map over. I think the the entire attack took like 45 seconds. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, Toronto, they didn't, didn't, didn't have to go far. <laughs> no, true. But like it, Toronto knew what they needed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And yet it, it felt to me you had a support line, a tank and DPS that read that homework assignment mm-hmm. and had three different interpretations. Like yeah. that's how disconnected it appeared. Like they, they all sat up together. Yeah. They survived the, the, the cheeky, you know, Sim hog and still got deleted. Yeah. So, you know, this then has me thinking, oh, this one's over. It is, it is, Toronto's done, they're boom. Yeah, it didn't look good on, on um, Gibraltar at all. No, but then you go to Coliseo and mm-hmm. Toronto regrouped. Like, maybe it's a conversation that they had had in, in the break with Kosoras and, you know, okay, guys, it's, you know, it's, let's find our center here. But this map arguably came within a glimpse of a map five. And if this one goes five, you know, all bets are off like Toronto mm-hmm. back to kin of the hill as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Like Tor- Toronto's on the driver's seat. They got the momentum. Like, you know, it, it, yes, Houston did what they needed to do, but this is, this is why like, yeah, Gibraltar, boom, but it was what I saw in Coliseo that gave me pause to consider where Toronto happens to be. Like, I feel that they're moving themselves back into that gatekeeper spot and are trying to suggest that they are a team mm-hmm. to be taken seriously again. Well, I think I've said it a couple of times. It's in a lot of ways. And I mean, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it seems a shame that we didn't have this roster at the start of the season because mm-hmm. it feels like watching them play a lot of the time we see again, this, this whole match has been about the back and forth, about the fact that when Toronto turns it on, they can keep up with Houston. It's just they're not always keeping up with Houston. And it, it you know, again, hindsight being twenty twenty, if they had a little bit more time with this roster, if they they had a little bit more time to gel together, study the opponent together, build their own strategies as a you know cohesive unit kind of thing, maybe we would see uh, something that we'd hope to see at the start of the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just rewatching the end of this year again. And should you know, I jump tr- to the final two minutes? Well, as it, usual, it, it, ultimately it comes down like to the, the final push. Yeah. Like Toronto, Toronto has a lead. Mm-hmm. Happens a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. They have, I mean, it's not a significant lead. They have a lead and they force Houston to have to push the payload in overtime. Mm. And what's interesting to see is how the alt economy balances mm-hmm. out. Um, but frankly, it comes down to the fact that you have, Pelican popping the EMP and mm-hmm. finishing it. Like there wasn't, 
There wasn't that means to deal with the Sombra that was disrupting your backline. Um, Spectra, I think, was doing it to the same Hydron as well. Like they almost had like a, a two man disruptive, but there was no answer to Pelican. Right. Well, and the thing I was actually just about to suggest was I'd like to see the stats comparison of Hydron versus Pelican on Sombra because uh, Hydron, you know, as big a fan as I am, I think he struggles on some heroes. And Sombra, I think we've seen both good and bad. There are some heroes that when he picks it, I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? But, you know, uh, Sombra, I find, can be hit and miss with him. So Pelican, obviously, pretty well top tier on most characters he's playing on. Um, so, yeah, I'd be curious to see how he held Yeah, out. Pelican, th- uh, three-man EMP at the end. Didn't mm-hmm. get Kaluge, but that was because he was around a post. But the moment both support were dead, Kaluge mm-hmm. dropped soon after. Yeah, of course. And... Uh, um, Spectra was coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny how like this map type is is decided by so many like small, I wouldn't say factors that are not uh in your control because like there was a big fight before we went into OT where Hydron uses his EMP, uh, and they get a few picks despite the fact that Fearless still gets off like a good uh, Strange, rampage yeah. kills too, and mm-hmm. and then it seems like they're winning. But the thi- thing is, the robot is really close to Houston's spawn, uh, so they still have an opportunity to come back and kick them off the the cart. And once overtime, then it's uh you know it's time for Pelican to get that EMP. And when you have an EMP and you you know don't do that many mistakes and there's nothing to counter it on the other side, you usually win. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like I'm just watching a fight again. Pelican comes in just in time to stall and I think prevents the butt scratch. Yeah. If Toronto gets that butt scratch, Houston's still going to go and take the payload because you're right, the spawn advantage. But that butt scratch alters the the respawn for those that then die after. And it's on itchy. top of what, that, what are you going to do? But that that butt scratch could very well have been the difference because that <laughs> buys you that additional time that's going to occur on the other end. I think it was close right. and, and it was just Pelican coming in getting that stall, getting the pick. I think he actually dropped Spectra and then Hydron pieced the heck out of Dodge so that he didn't get staggered late. It's the butt scratch buff. Yeah. Anyhow, Toronto falls three to one, but again, against a, a, a on paper superior team and save for Gibraltar looked as if they had an opportunity to run in competitive throw. Mm -hmm. The next match on the docket was the Vancouver Titans taking on the Vegas eternal. And um, the Vegas Eternal uh, are a different Vegas Eternal than what we saw on the previous stage. The thing is, um, <laughs> didn't matter a whole lot. I mean, <laughs> Knife, if this kid was on a, a different team. Cuts through the competition. Uh. I see what you did there. But, <laughs> you know, beyond Vancouver being, I don't want to say silly, but maybe too confident. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, you know, they overzealous. Yeah, like they they maybe made some aggressive decisions that were too aggressive for an aggro team. Like mm-hmm. they again, like I feel that to, in some way Vancouver though is playing with their food. But I mean, you take knife out of the equation, and it's not even a fight. Yeah, like to you was long gone throughout. Like, I think he was the first one to, to die in almost every attack. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, whether it was, you know, rack attack or, or irony, not giving him sport or whatever, like 
there was there was absolutely no love um, to to you. Um, finale didn't look like the finale we've previously seen. It just again Vancouver had it easy. I don't I, I don't even know what much more to say about this other than the fact that Vancouver came in expecting to win and won. Yeah, this team is fun to watch. It feels good to have a successful Vancouver again. <laughs> and, um, I, I think that, I mean, we don't know what the meta holds, but if Vancouver can keep up this pace and everything, Vancouver has a real shot at a bit of an underdog run in the, in the finals, right? Or in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like they could get a surprising win against just looking at the standings, you know, Boston is one ahead of them. They get a surprising one against Boston, send Boston to a lower bracket run. And, you know, they sit on top. Maybe well, some both, magic happens, right? I mean, on the weekend, both Jake and Johnny suggested that Vancouver is a team that yeah. is playing in a way that no one would probably want to have to be the team to face them early on. Yeah, yeah. Um, for fear that it disrupts your ability to, yeah. to complete your play in brackets. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, like, what is there to recap against this? You know, Paris match. Like, <laughs> the clo- I think the closest the score. Map, That's it. <laughs> well, it was was Eichenwald. In fairness, that was more to do with Vancouver being Goofy. silly than than anything else. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, maybe there's something to say about that. It is, again, like I said, it's fun to watch Vancouver win and have a good time themselves it's also fun to see the banter between the two teams because you know these players know each other um you know someone like rack attack obviously has (sighs) a something of a relationship with a few of the guys on this team um and that is entertaining right it is again it's you know an nhl match where you see the players chirping each other on the ice but you also see them you know chatting it up during the warm-up during the stretch right because Mm -hmm. You know, they play in the same league. They know each other, right? So it, it's nice to see that as well, even when it's a bit of a one-sided match. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, Vancouver is really at the best spot. They've, they've been, uh, this season too. They're like, um, getting better and better. Mm-hmm. They are now, you know, the gatekeeping team outside of like the, the world well, beaters and all that. That's kind of what but, they look like on paper and in performance. So, but are they the gateteeping team? Cause currently their record suggests. They're well inside the gate. Like they're, yeah, they're, I meant I mean, maybe not, maybe not like before the bad teams, but like that's the one before the the true contenders almost. And I, I like I know they they talk a lot in chat and sometimes do silly plays, but I, like to me it's quite the opposite. Even like playing against a team like uh, Vegas, they still run their plays. They still mm-hmm. all kind of being very like focused. There's something about this squad that I've seen, like, and we talked a little bit about being uh, tenacious and never kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, effing around to find out. They never do that, right? They're they're always there to try and do their 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 best. And and something about like maybe incorporating he sang now, it it clicks, it works. He sang so small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I like it. And then Crimson making plays and Faith is making plays. Punk is suddenly looking very, very, not suddenly. It just like took a while for him to get really comfortable on the Winston and not just be, you know, um, 
and a, a Sigma specialist, even though it is a thing, because I think there was a, a crazy stat that was shared, like they on map three, uh, which is usually that that map that where you can play the Sigma, they're like seventeen and two or something for the season. Um, so there's kind of like interesting things going on uh, with Vancouver, obviously in in the stage. Like you said, it's just a matter of like them sticking through the meta and and uh, beating the teams that they need to beat. And for now, it's almost the entire league. <laughs> so um, there's still you know the, that that they're now at the top of those middle teams, but um, it's still pretty close. I liked what I saw from them against uh, Vegas. There's not much. You can say about Vegas, like, it's unfortunate they had that brutal loss. I think it was the Valiant where they were up, like, 2-0, and then yeah. they took out Knife for some reason, and, and then, like, they proceeded to get reverse swept. I'm not sure if it's in the cards for the, uh, cards for them to win a match in this year uh, anymore, so. Well, what actually, out of curiosity, what is their schedule? Vancouver or Vegas? Uh, for Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Because th- this stage is about balance, right? So, yeah. in theory, they should have a schedule maybe, that maybe. makes it more competitive. Oh, um, they have outlaws and the shock, yeah, and outlaws as well, like against oh. Houston. Okay, yeah, they're so not winning be- those. <laughs> um, so Vancouver three Overwatches Vegas that sets them up uh, to take on. San Francisco. San Francisco, having lost to the Titans uh, in the sort of first expansion season way back in in 2019, has not lost to any edition of the Vancouver Titans since beating them in the finals. Well, no, they. I don't think they actually lost to the Titans after beating them in stage the stage yeah. two final. I've got the tweet here from Owl Stats Net. That's at OwlStatsNet. Vancouver's first two games versus Shock. Vancouver had seven map wins. In the next ten games against the Shock, Vancouver had eight map wins. So in two games, seven maps, Vancouver wins, compared to in ten games, eight map wins. That is how little they were winning. Uh, I want to say yes, because that would probably be their two wins. Well, no. So, but the thing is that the Titans, the Titans wins were prior to that stage two mm. final. That's when San Fran beats Vancouver. Right. I want to say they beat Vancouver in the grand final and in that stage four, two, if I recall, I don't think it was four, three in stage two final, but if they had eight map wins, four of them came in those two closer losses in that first stage. Mm-hmm. And that means in subsequent matches, they had won four in total four maps. Huh. Yes, that's that would be correct. Yeah. Bang on. Oh. Anyhow, we talked about this last episode. I, ha- I had this this worry that San Francisco had some form of mojo that prevented Vancouver from having any any modicum of success. Like we we've we've seen seen it earlier this season. San Francisco looks boomed. Vancouver comes in and Vancouver looks like they're the team that's right, boomed. Like it right. was re- really really weird dynamic. And so whoop. Yeah, and I was just adding, add to that the fact that like San Francisco is now playing this weird, like silly composition style. And we, then we talk about weird. Isn't, isn't, isn't <laughs> Wrecking Ball Zen meta now? Yeah, well, ball on ball. <laughs> I mean, Balls flying all over the place. 
Like when uh, the ca- the who's it was casting? Was this uh, Jaws and uh, and Custa? Yeah, I think Custa. Think Custa so, yeah. said something that really upset me. He said, "Now Vancouver is like uh, a good team, but they never won against the." teams that are above him and, and i'm like hey wait you forgot about them boston? manhandling boston yeah but um can't blame him but but you think about like san francisco comes out with this just wacky comp the first yeah. fight goes on forever somehow san francisco gets the advantage mm-hmm. and then the titans start to you know almost experiment you got punk coming out on Doomfist. <laughs> um Crimson you have on Moira. Crimson on Moira, right? Like they're they're like, okay, they've uh, gone yes. crazy. The hero I associate Crimson the most that. So we we don't we didn't plan on crazy. So how crazy can we make this happen? Like that first <laughs> map, um, or first round of 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 Busan was just nuts. Like you could tell Vancouver wasn't entirely sure yeah. what to do. Like yeah. you know, and you have, they were trying to see how, how deep the rabbit uh, hole goes, I think. <laughs> but, you know, seeing seeing how this sort of, you know, map plays out, where even when Vancouver almost gets the fi- point capped, you have Junbin dropping all his, you know, eggs over the place. Like, <laughs> more balls. More hamster balls. eggs. Yeah, I mean, it's totally what they're like. I mean, it just, it was, it was surreal. So I'm now thinking, oh, my God. The Vancouver Titans, like they, they don't have an answer for chaos. Like this, they've here we are. We're 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 now finally on board with them having structure and being committed yeah. to adaptation as need be. But no team comes out like going full Chengdu anymore because Chengdu is no more. And Krusty's like, no, they're I'll not. Show you, yeah. I am the Chengdu now. <laughs> like, I mean, I I, I genuinely and Finn, was oh concerned. Oh my goodness, so scary. So scary. Did you just get a pick almost every fight? Well, yeah. I mean, and like the Titans could not for the life of them dive Finn. Like even if they were to try to, Finn would still get, like he, he would kill you. Oh, you yeah. hacked me. Don't worry. I'll kill oh, you. Tracer. No problem. Boom. Yeah. Dead. Like deleted. Um, you know, the shock on, uh, on what's it? Who's it? The, the second map came out, got the first fight. And then they proceeded to hold that point forever uh, until finally Vancouver invested alts galore to take a point. But what was surprising was that Vancouver, once they had that point, decided that was they weren't going to give it up. And what did we see? We saw Vancouver embrace what they had planned on coming out with. You've got Punk on Winston. You've got your uh, Crimsoanna, your Faith Brig. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tracer Point. was uh, the boring sang, meta. He sang, and then yeah, sugar free. But but still, this is what you've you came out planned for. Yeah. This is what you probably skill uh, scrimmed with, hmm. and we see success. Whereas you know, instead of San Francisco dictating chaos, now Vancouver is saying, well, hey, we're, we're going to play our game. And, you know, I think this speaks to the old Vancouver. Old Vancouver, their idea is we're going to play our game, whether it's working or not. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, Vancouver proved that our game is working, and therefore we'll stick until you force us off, as opposed to mm-hmm. making that early switch. Sure. I also found it funny how um, at one point uh, Sugar Free used the single... In EMP, just on, on Finn alone to take hey, him out. <laughs> this, you you got to drop that Zen any which way you can. He's a, he's a tough kill. That's true. That's true. 
But um, no, I mean, the, the interesting part, though, is that, um, you know, on, on round three, once the Titans take the point, again, San Francisco doesn't have a means to get them off of it. Um, Ball can't have that presence. He's just about harassing. Uh, Crimson's just hanging out out back. No one's going to to say hello. Striker, who may have, you know, could have oh, had to deal with Faith. I forgot um, Striker was in this match. God. You know, Proper was trying to deal with Punk. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, you know, Punk was getting the support that wouldn't allow for that to happen. Like, it just, Vancouver played real well. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a much harder map to play ball on, too. You have a lot less cover throughout the the main point area as well um but yeah vancouver made made this you know from start to finish uh not just this round but with the first round there it looked like they were struggling and then they just adapted throughout and it just got better and better and better in favor of vancouver so yeah um nambani san francisco decides balls the way they yep. like they roll it back. <laughs> um, Striker uh, looking to go in and uh, scout. Uh, I think he gets picked off, like, or at least scouted. It's as if like he must have emoted or done something uh, because oh, yeah. he sang had thrown the sonic arrow like directly there. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Crimzo, but then it causes uh, yeah. Crimzo switches off the Zen. He we yeah, it goes mercy the to them. Right. Yeah. They yeah, went yeah. this like last week. I forgot who they played against when but they that had was a attack. little. That exactly. Was they just needed an aggressive attack to cap the point quick. They knew so they, they had time tried to play it again with. on the full, uh, you know, full time bank, and it wasn't very yeah. good. So it just wasted well, time. Yeah. It wasn't that it wasn't very good. It's that you know there wasn't anything that they could do to get rid of uh, you know, Finner for Lucamino or like right. you know they dove upon them and guess what? There's a lamp there, and uh, meanwhile. Really, Finn's playing as the third DPS, mm-hmm. right? Like they they couldn't get the support, and so long as those two were alive, yeah, that that combination of the Hanzo Echo Mercy just didn't have the means yeah. to I'll, to do anything about it. Exactly, and then they went Echo, and I also think it was a poor decision. Like the only thing that worked for the last round when they played against uh, Finn on the Zen was Sombra, and I know uh, they should have gone Sombra in my opinion. Because, yeah. yeah, Echo is not a really good dive uh, against uh, the Zen no. and the BAP. But with Nimbani, you know, that, that time that was wasted trying to get the payload to move mm-hmm. um, is ultimately what hurt them. Um, yeah, like, very. You know, alt economy swings out of their way. Um, they're paranoid about Striker at this point, uh, trying to escort, because they know they have to, to make this move, they have to brawl on the point. Um, but mm. at the same time, if they're collectively together, Stryker goes and makes their day miserable, which um, he did a number of times. And, you know, fast forward to now the attack where the Titans just, like, could not get that, what, like, half a meter to get the second point? Like, how close were they? Like, I, honest to goodness, it, it's almost like Faith was trying to will the payload forward at the end. But there wasn't anything that the Titans could do to to dive or damage that that support line. Luke Mina was with Vegas, right? Uh, At one maybe. point or another, 
I don't pay attention to teams that aren't Vancouver or Toronto. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, either Vegas or Valiant. Yeah. Mm, good point. Good point. But speaking of chaos, uh, San Fran comes out with Junker Queen because, you know. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah, Vegas. Oh, yeah. Vegas. Okay. And they do that same, you know, aggressive Mercy Echo Hanzo. Um, yeah, there must be teams playing this in scrims and it's having success or something because you don't just pull, you don't pull out Mercy at this level unless you have a plan with it. Like, we don't see Mercy anymore because at this level she just gets picked so quickly, right? Mm. Well, maybe, maybe against a non bowl composition it might work or like <laughs> with the Discord it's just impossible for her, like you said, to just survive. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got Kariko as well. Like, this was, I mean, the Chengduiest of Chengdu matches ever. <laughs> no, but the, I think the the idea behind the Mercy is you were getting a damage boost on two heroes that can also deal can a metric a ton of damage, right? Yeah. You get that, yeah, you get that early pick, and then the, the pendulum swings mm-hmm. so significantly. Mm-hmm. Like San Fran just came in and pushed Vancouver off. I didn't know so much bullied them, That's just true. pushed them off, and then have an hour yeah they did have about five minutes just to for that push so and you know you have uh finn on kariko getting like picks just by you know aiming at space yeah yeah just really tough you know i i part of me wondered is after they got the the payload into escort if san francisco actually intended to stick with the uh, the mercy but were forced to do so because of how much space they had and the fact that Lucamino had generated such a significant amount towards the alt. Not that Vancouver was able to slow them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus the res could help, you know. Which it did. Um, hey, we got a pick. Oh, hey, look, <laughs> res. Yeah. You know, that was- that one for one trade isn't one for one no more. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me again of when Vancouver used it and was actually useful last week, but <laughs> now we're on the receiving end. Yeah. So that takes us into to Circuit Royale. And Circuit Royale <laughs> sees the, I was going to say, the return to some form of, I don't know, what, stability or... Um, this is an odd one. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, they stuck with Finn on the Zen. Um, right. But, you know, San Francisco went full aggro to get to the first point. <laughs> and then it felt like you saw Proby starting to go in and do some silly stuff um, or probe. They said Proby on the cast. Probie, and that's, yeah. and they, and that has me wondering. But I mean, they wouldn't do it by mistake. Like, you have to intentionally say Proby and not Probe. So I think that's the way you pronounce <laughs> yeah, it. The slip of the tongue. I, oh, sorry, I misread that as Proby. <laughs> but was, what was interesting, though, is it almost felt like you had San Francisco become overconfident. Yeah. Like, like, you know, how many times did we see Max go and pop his, his uh, grav yeah. um, to simply... Flush. Or you know, yeah, to to initiate, yeah, the the fight. Um, you, you you saw an investment of alts, um, in a non-traditional way. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. making good time though to begin with. 
Yeah, right up until they got to that final corner, and in Vancouver, right. slowed them right down. Like right. it, it took forever, ever for San Francisco to finally get that that checkpoint. But by eating up that clock, coming up the hill, sure. and and getting that point, that gave Vancouver the opportunity to almost sort of find their place. Um, we also saw that you know proper on the the widow saw mm-hmm. no no challenge until um, sugar free went on the sojourn and. Hey, this sugar-free kid apparently uh, can shoot. <laughs> a little bit on the uh, Genji as well at the at the end. Uh, well, we also Genji saw the, 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 Genji, the Genji at the start. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I meant on the defense for Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. At the start, you had Genji, Genji at the start. At the Genji. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He sang goes yeah, back to Genji before they capped the second point as well. Yeah, I just yeah. really like that ref, uh, reflect kill on on proper. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But you know. To Vancouver's credit, they did stabilize, um, right. and having done so, gave themselves that opportunity to to win. Now, you wouldn't necessarily think it was going to be easy because you know Vancouver comes out on attack, um, mm-hmm. facing a, a confident shock uh, team, fresh but, off a good win on the previous map. Yeah, right. Like they're, and you've you've seen them, you know, have that that sort of semblance of dominance and uh, did the car ever stop moving <laughs> no actually it did the car did stop moving the car stopped moving you know Scratching just briefly briefly once they got inside and then vancouver proceeded to simply scare san francisco off the point and as they were debating is it a c9 when you're not chasing other players you're just too scared to engage <laughs> It's, it's whatever classic. the opposite of a it's, C9 it's is. It's a classic C9 because I want it to be. <laughs> but, like, you know, Vancouver went, like, full-on aggro. Like, it was unbelievable. You had, I think, Crimzo just chilling on the car, like, yeah. not able to contribute for, like, a good two-thirds of that second to third or first to second point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sugar Free w- hung out with them a bit. But, like, it was just – it was funny to watch the combination of Faith and Punk – you know, maintain sort of a wall. And the fact that you had he sang on an echo that wasn't getting challenged by either probably or proper, which is And nuts. it's interesting, right? Because you'd assume like a widow uh, and, uh, and who was the other one? A uh, soldier. Yeah, soldier. Tougher you, time. You, yeah, you have, you have two heroes that arguably should have no problem dealing with proper an echo. Proper didn't get a single pick. It was uh, interesting to see. Good use of corners, I guess. I don't know. Um, And so, you know, Vancouver's got close to six minutes going inside. (gasps) And it it wasn't until they got it to sort of just inside that San Francisco was able to slow them down. But then. Yeah. That's definitely probably like almost uh, record speed, if not like top three. Oh, yeah, no doubt. That tends to be pretty slow. But yeah, like the and the only reason the car actually stops is Vancouver just sort of withdraws. It's almost like they wanted to just make sure, like, okay, what are we ready? And then they realized that San Francisco didn't want to give up the high ground, nor did they want to give up the corner. But the problem was is that by not giving up the high ground or the corner, there was nothing stopping the damn car. Like you know, I'm just watching the end of this here and like San Francisco simply backs off. And then all the, it's as if Vancouver's like, well, wait, well, just, let's just stand here. Oh, look, we won. 
Yeah. Uh, and again, I bring, I'll bring back the point that, uh, Vancouver did, does win like almost 95% of their map threes. So it's kind of like an interesting point, regardless of their competition. Yeah. Um, and that brings us into Coliseo where, um, you know, San Francisco, having seen some success going full Chengdu, decides to not go full Chengdu, but go full no one has an idea of what they were trying to do. Oh, that's, that rhymes. Nice. Like, I mean, let's be honest. You have a Sigma who, yeah, okay, Sigma's going to go and throw up a shield to prevent those, you know, long-range uh, DPS heroes that Vancouver throws at you. Oh, wait, no. They've got Genji and Tracer, or sorry, uh, Genji and uh, Sombra. Mm-hmm. Yeah who they're already in your back line. So that shield doesn't do anything. Oh, but it's going to prevent Crimzo from giving them any heals. That's okay. Uh, all the health packs have already been hacked by sugar free. <laughs> like, you know, and, and not only that, you've, you've got punk diving past. Like I, I admit like when I'm, you know, playing, you know, scrub tier, uh, it drives me nuts when I have a, you know, between me and my team as a Sigma and he's, you know, trying to tickle me as a, you know, a support. But in this particular case, what was Max able to contribute? Like he, he, he wasn't able to slow the, the payload down because anytime he took his, you know, mind off of uh, uh, what Punk was up to. It was too late, and then his you know support line was dead, and then they just focused on like it felt like Max just served no role here. It would have been much better to have him on ball disrupting. Yeah, that's, weird choice. That's not a not a bad thought. And I, to San Francisco's credit, like I'm watching it back now, and they are in the lead for a a bit. Yeah, there. it's super close still. Um, yeah, it it is like you say, it's a very strange and interesting comp, and it makes me wonder. You know, again, you have to assume these teams are playing these things for a reason. They must have had some success with this in some form at some point. It makes me wonder what a a tank that is, you know, somewhat known for their Sigma could do on this map, pulling out Sigma. Could, I mean, obviously I'm hinting at Kaluge. Could Kaluge have some success with the Sigma on this map? Um, We know that you know, Toronto at this point has had a couple banger matches on, uh, uh, what the heck is that map they keep winning? Uh, the one we just saw, Coliseo, Circuit Royale, mm-hmm. uh, with okay. Kaluge on Sigma. We know that Kaluge's Sigma, for whatever reason, is just really great. Could we see Toronto pull out something like that on, on, uh, Coliseo here? Would that work for them? Because we know that Kaluge has a pretty impressive Sigma. Uh, who knows, well, right? This map is very sprawling and kind of spread out, which is why we often see Winston. Um, and again, you know, further in the match, uh, San Francisco switches off and, and Max goes yeah, to Junker, Junker Queen. Queen. Um, and at that point, I mean, they are still in the lead. Like watching this back, San Francisco's actually got the lead for a good amount of this match. Um, it's no, not a significant lead, which is kind of the problem for them. Yeah. Well, that, that's the, like, I feel that that lead was more due to the Vancouver making mistakes going after them almost more than trying to make progress. Yeah. And then once Vancouver sort of settles down, they go and they get themselves that, that lead that is necessary. And then they proceed to, you know, stall, like they go and they set up on the overpass, um, multiple times to prevent progress. The Uh, bridge is the real MVP. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like that, that 
that ability to go in and in, re-engage and install progress from a high game that like what's what's the junker queen gonna do mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's true. um and and in this one too like uh what we saw in toronto's um gameplay like Vancouver just timed the EMP better and executed on oh, it. Oh, Sugar again. Freeze looking so good. He yeah. baited a trans out of Finn. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Finn was, like, shaking. I think it was Vengeance after the terrorizing <laughs> the team. He just, you know, <laughs> I, I see, like, uh, Sugar Freeze thinking behind him, just whispering in his ear. Like, hey. Yeah, pretty much. And, whoa. <laughs> yes, that's well, right. But the, the funny thing was, uh, I think Proper was there as well. Like, I, I, they knew Sugar Freeze, because he kept getting detected. They knew he was, he was running probably around. doing voice lines. <laughs> yeah, right? And, all, like, Sugar Freeze goes and pops his trans, right, to get out, 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 himself out of trouble. And that trans, I think, is what triggered Finn to think, oh, my God. EMP yeah. alt, right? Like, anyhow, I mean, that it was just unreal to see the that 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 adjustment happen. But yeah, you know, Vancouver, to their credit, you know, did what they needed to do and then eventually were able to go and get that payload over the line, get themselves mm-hmm. that 3 1 victory, mm-hmm. beating a, clo- a team that they close 3 1. Yeah, the beating a team that they've had some str- struggles with. Mm-hmm. So that sets up our final match uh, the Toronto Defiant taking on the Washington Justice. And if you had listened to oh. us last week, you heard me say, I think Toronto can take this because the justice looked fallible. And then we found out that it turned out Dong Hoon was actually playing on ping. <laughs> and when he's not playing on ping, he's much better. Yeah. Um, about that. So spoiler alert, Vancouver or Toronto wins, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, make that very clear. Um, but uh, the, thing that i took from this is that like washington is sort of in that gatekeeper space and toronto is saying like we should be allowed back in like you had earlier only had said vancouver is the gatekeeper team the record right now doesn't say that suggests that their record says that they're the the gate above yeah (laughs) not the mid gate yeah they're 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 the the, the top the the playoff gate right like there's there's math that suggests vancouver could qualify for the playoffs Yes, it would require teams to simply lose every match from now until the end of the season. But if math says it's possible, then it certainly is. <laughs> Who are we to argue? Yeah. Um, but, you know, looking the, at the how- Boston implosion, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, things get underway on, on Busan. And you saw both Toronto and Washington just go back and forth um, in the early going. And eventually Washington settles um and i i was trying to figure out was mir just better than Kaluj, or was it that spectra and hydron could not stick to floor and alpha like i felt that the support lines were were very similar but you often saw um both taru and dongan go down but yet toronto couldn't capitalize uh, Alpha Yi was a presence in this match, if you ask me. I think he was, he was when when is a he top not performer? I know, and that's the thing. Right? He's, he's insane. He's he's a really great player. Um, you know, he was uh, last season. I want to say he was on Spark and um, with with Shy, I believe. I know Pineapple was in there as well, but he's really impressive, and I think he's kind of was a difference maker in this match for sure. Right. I mean, again, I'm not trying to discount Toronto. I mean, Toronto goes and, and 
wins Busan clean, but it, it was like one of those matches where it doesn't feel like things are going your way, and yet, yet you're because it's a game off. of it's a game of call of Overwatch, yeah, where where the picks seem to be going one direction, but no one's thinking that there's an actual objective to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, some sometimes. Well, it's King of the Hill, first of all. We already <laughs> talked about this. This is like uh, Toronto's, Toronto's gem. If they're not winning this map, they're not winning the entire game, <laughs> the I think. Yeah. It's fair to well, say. Well, I mean, in fairness, uh, they had to win two out of two King of the Hill to uh-huh. actually you know, oh, there you went go. out, right? There you go. That's a good point. And you're right. If they lose either one of them, yeah, they don't win this match. And that's how things were. But the thing that, you know, did give me concern is that Toronto wasn't getting like, they, it felt to me that they weren't getting those picks. They weren't getting that advantage, but Washington spent more time fighting them fighting yeah like if if let's say toronto doesn't get that you know initial you know 40 percent or whatever um things are different like toronto didn't seem to be able to more effectively take back yeah and i, I mean I, at some point it becomes a a, a question of uh I, like I don't even know how to describe it, right? Because it's it's very much Toronto wins because they were more focused on the objective of the match. But Washington, if they were to focus on that, would they then be getting less kills and therefore not come out on top anyways? Or does Washington just need to tighten the screws a little bit and suddenly this matches the 3-1 for Washington, right? Yeah. Um, you know, well, I mean, yeah. Let you fast forward Eichenwald. It's no longer King of the Hill. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Before we fast forward to Eichenwald, <laughs> we need to bring out a singular play that was amazing. What, the Spectra that Anna? Spectra Sleep. Echo oh. Anna. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so sick. <laughs> so um, he goes and duplicates Anna up on top of the building, um, contributes some, some serious damage, and just as the timer's running out, jumps off and goes and sleeps. Uh, uh, was, it Flora, was it Flora? I think. Yeah. Like sleeps them and then proceeds to to delete sticky bomb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so so such a sick play. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, spawn camps just to to rub it in. Those are uh, those are the kind of plays that you see and that really make you go, oh yeah, that's why these guys are professionals. Kind of like, like uh, you know, I Crim- do it all. The, I do it all the time. Crimson had that nade into the uh, the the subway train. Oh, the train. Or the train yeah. last week. Um, the side of the door. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's those kind of shots that are just, oh, and, and the Genji reflect on Proper's Widow in Circuit Royale that we just saw. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, okay, fast forward to Eichenwald. Um, here you have an example of something that is quote unquote king of the hill. Yeah. But for Toronto is like kryptonite. Yeah. I mean, your point earlier is, it's weird. Like, why Why is this such a struggle? Washington has... Oh, no, this is... Uh, Toronto actually had a, a decent attack for to start once they capped. Right? Well, 
No, the, they, they start on tr- on uh, defense. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's, yeah. it's the Reds. There's too many Reds in this. Yeah, no, no, oh, no. Yeah, God damn it. Toronto, Toronto goes over. Yes. On this. Sorry, sorry. Like, I, I was watching Washington, and they go into yeah. the push with like five minutes, and that's why I was yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. it was decent. But it's Washington, so yeah. Tor- yeah like Toronto you, just even, doesn't know what to do. Yeah, absolutely. even before the, you're absolutely right. It's just strange. Even before the payload moves, it's. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a set objective. Maybe it's the yeah. lack of symmetry to the map. I don't know. They just like rolled over. Simple geometry. Yeah, and then yeah. once once that payload starts moving, only thing that Toronto is able to to do well on is that walk uh, out of spawn. Yeah, pretty much that that the, the spawn advantage on the final point. Yeah. That's that's the only thing that finally allows Toronto to to stabilize yeah. is spawn advantage. Prior to that, like. I don't think that payload ever really stopped moving until it just got to the doors. And then it was like, it felt like it was desperation time. Like Washington is at the door with like three minutes. Oh man. I just had a kind of a realization that Sam would hate this squad. If they still played like two CP, they did draw out every <laughs> two CP map in existence. Yeah. You know, in true Toronto fashion. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, Toronto, had to do everything and everything just to prevent that from being a, a full cap. Yeah, yeah. Now to their credit, they did that. They gave themselves an opportunity to win the problem. Huh. They had to actually get the payload before they could even get the payload there. Mm-hmm. And, um, they did. <laughs> I don't like Did Toronto ever touch the point. I'm sure somebody, I'm sure uh, Hydron zapped over it at some point or another. I mean, they probably looked at it at least. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm being facetious. They they do get to the point. But the thing is, is that by the time they get there, um, nothing is going in their way. You've got near knocking people off the map. You've got mm-hmm. um, Alfie just hanging out outside of spawn. You know, absolutely no challenge whatsoever. Yeah, this was a uncoordinated just like yeah. It's funny how it's like Spectra on on Busan. He was by far Toronto's best player. Spectra on Eichenwald. I don't know if Spectra was playing or if maybe they had someone fill in under his name. Yeah, and that's, that's mm. kind of what we saw with with the Houston match as well, right? With Pelican mm. just ultimately right. outplaying Spectra. And, I mean, Spectra by no means do I think is a bad player. He's been a huge upgrade for what we saw before, but it seems like, you know, in more than one match now, just this past weekend, we've seen maps where he's absolutely silent and, you know, you, you want to compete. You can't be that way. You gotta, I think the, uh, the, uh, expert term is he's getting diffed. Yes. Diffed. <laughs> That's right. DPS diff. So then we go to Dorado. So if, if I is Toronto Kryptonite, and considering the effort that we saw on Gibraltar against Houston, how many of you would have had Toronto winning this one four <laughs> three? I not so me, not me. I was watching this match uh, shortly after it aired, so I actually started it when it was live, and then I had to run out during the match, so I just paused it and resumed it when I got back. And I was messaging someone about it while I was watching. And, uh, man, 
first of all, I did the exact same thing that I did on the show where I got the colors of the teams confused and thought Toronto <laughs> was attacking when they were in fact not. Um, so it's funny that I did that again today. But um, as this was happening, I sent a message saying, are we about to have another 7-6 round here? Like, is this happening again? Which, uh, of course, happened the other weekend with, was it Atlanta? I think it was Atlanta, wasn't it? I don't know. Fair enough. Anyways. I don't pay attention. No, I'm pretty sure it was Toronto (laughs) against Atlanta, wasn't it? No, it didn't go that many. Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive it did. Anyways, I was ready for it. I was ready for it because this match was crazy. Yeah. I'll fight it was just nuts on this map. Well, just nuts. Like, Washington gets the first attack. And again, much like we had seen previously, they're just rolling. Like, no point in time. Four and a half. you know, the payload really ever slow down until they get inside. And, and the only reason yep. it slows down is because, again, spawn advantage. But despite that, uh, Washington goes and gets it with, like, three minutes hmm. or something like that. So, again, if you were watching this all weekend long, you're like, oh, man, like, Toronto's done. So what does Toronto proceed to do when they come out on attack? Well, they proceed to just roll the payload nonstop. Like, um, quicker. I don't think Washington got a pick on that first attack phase for Toronto. Like I'm actually just playing back now, trying to look at the feed. I don't think they got a pick on that first, uh, the first, first section kind of thing. Yeah. Like it, it was a pretty constant roll from, uh, Washington. It's almost like, uh, Vancouver's match against the shock on, on, uh, circuit Royale. There, I'm watching it back again. There weren't honestly a lot of picks for a while. There's a good chunk no, of time where just neither side is tr- getting any picks, and then Washington and then Toronto team kills essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleaning house. Also, I did pull it up. It was a match against Atlanta that on Circuit Royale, Toronto beat them seven six. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where no defense was played, I remember Sunday, July twenty third. That's right. I compared it to. Oh, that was the episode Christmas. It was just you and I. Yeah, there we go. That's why. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, like you look at how Toronto's now playing this, and like they're playing aggro on the first point. They're playing conservative on the second, but Washington is keeping the high ground in check, but forgetting that you need to be on the low ground to contest. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like. Again, the payload is simply moving along and we're, we're seeing what we saw in that sort of first round where Washington starts to, you know, play a little game of call of overwatch, but this time they're not getting, mm-hmm. they're not having any success on the picks and they're not having any success on the objective. I, I, you know, if I was smart, I would have compared the times here, but I think Toronto has themselves a faster attack through those first two points. I think you're yeah. right. I remember this being like, um, cause I mean, they, they ultimately had a, a 30 second advantage or whatever it was. Yes. It's, going into the, the extra map, but it seemed like it was very much in favor of Washington when they, uh, when they completed the map, I was nervous. And then Toronto very quickly has a great attack and the cart just kind of rolls into that second checkpoint. Um, and it, it looked good. Honestly, I remember again, talking to the person I was talking to at that point, I, I had said, okay, this is, this is not as nearly as bad a situation as I thought we would be in. This actually looks doable. We can still win this. So, yeah. And Washington comes out. I think Washington came out expecting the Toronto that they rolled over on that first push. Totally. And found that that Toronto was no more 
And the new Toronto had confidence that was lacking early on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it took everything in their power just to get it to the fountain. And then Toronto essentially closed them down, prevent that cap. Now, yep. comparatively, Toronto comes out expecting the same Washington because, you know, <laughs> teams don't change. And Washington's like, yeah, we're, we're not a whole lot different. Like, I want to say there, there's like just over a minute left or something like that. You've got the payload almost to the point to win. And Washington is on the other side of the double doors, like scheming. Like, it, it made no sense to me that they would scheme. Like, it, it, <laughs> Why would up, you scheme? Well, no, but like give up that space, right? Like, you're, you're giving up real estate. You're going to have to engage. Why Why wait that long? Because now you've given yourself absolutely no opportunity to do anything about it. And it's Toronto's credit. Toronto's like, yeah, you're going to give this to us. We'll take it, and we'll take some extra <laughs> yeah. beyond. Yeah, we'll just walk it in kind of thing. And Opener has an uh, his ult here. I mean... Uh, as does Collusion Spectra, so they both just pop yeah. in. It, it was an Washington, easy in there. More like washed Dington. Well, yeah, and then you had Alfie doing the whole, like, you know, big brain camp around the corner. You don't know where I am. Toronto Defiant. Yeah. More like Toronto Defiant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you now have Toronto in a position to win. They're up 2-1. Yeah. Going into... Uh, Esperanza. Oh man, I'm I'm just I I can't get over how much of a good nickname that is. Unfortunately, they're not Toronto Defiant. Good enough, Defiant. <laughs> yeah, they're not good enough to like yeah. actually get traction on that. But if they were, whew, that would be a good yeah, one. Yeah, it would. Uh, the um the problem with the Defiant it, on on these these maps is they can't seem to figure out if they want to do the, we're going to get a whole lot of distance in the get-go mm-hmm. and then defend to the other side, which is we don't mind giving you all the distance so long as we start to manage the alt economy in our favor. And so they tried to manage the alt economy in our favor route. And I think I would have much preferred to see Toronto find a way to get that, that initial lead um, because Washington they essentially slow rolled them. Yeah. yeah. And I would say this an uphill. Uh, push mo- push maps in general <laughs> kind of play to that. Uh, what you were talking about before the, the call of overwatch style of play that Washington has been playing a lot, right? You don't necessarily need to focus on the bot too, too much. As long as you watch for sneaky players like a Sombra who may <laughs> sneak in there and just run the bot back you know, for free, essentially, right? You keep an eye on it and make sure nobody's pulling those sneaky moves. And you can play off the point once you have some some distance there, uh, which yeah. is kind of what we saw Washington doing a little bit. I think some of it has to do with the bot speed, though, right? There's oh, absolutely totally. no yeah. ins- There's no incentive to have more than one player yeah. contesting or pushing. Yeah. Uh, with the bot race, with the payload, there is an incentive to keep two or potentially three, depending on how much progress you want to get in a period of time. But, but what Washington did is they got themselves such a significant lead that they proceeded to simply say, okay, if we lose a fight, that's okay. Cause we have the ability to re-engage before Toronto is going to go and get the distance they need. And if we lose the first one, we just don't lose the second one. And again, it's that sort of slow roll Whereas for Toronto. Toronto can't afford to lose because every time they lost a fight, all of that distance gained is wiped when the bot starts running the other direction. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? Like it's that trade-off is that your progress is slow, but your loss is big because mm-hmm. the, the speed the bot moves. Yeah. But, uh, you know, thank goodness King of the Hill's back and Toronto is, you know, going home. Going home to New Queens. No, uh, to Ilios. Ilios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although the Mad Lions, way. I guess, are not in Greece either, so it <laughs> falls flat on all sorts of different levels. But again, it's, it's the King of the Hill where, where Toronto shines. Very much so. Like, could you imagine if there were, you know, three King of the Hill in Toronto would just be... Oh, I mean, the funny thing like- is, with Flashpoint coming in, we don't know where exactly that will fit, Ooh. but Flashpoint is a control-based map, right? It is but, 2 but CP on, on steroids. But it's different places. They actually have yeah, to move around I, the map, which... I suspect uh, we're going we're gonna to see a, a loss of a control. I think we're going to see either mm. invasion move it like it'll it, they want to showcase it'll be map one like yeah. it'll be early on or two yeah. like true what okay what if 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 we lose two control we have one control what would be the map order mm. I th- they want they want to showcase makes sense on flash because we know that we'll get at minimum you're going to get three rounds right well, so two. what do you mean oh yeah 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 i see what you mean yeah, now Three you maps. might. Yeah, we have five maps, and now you don't even. You might not even get to a map five. Exactly. I, I meant to say we have five map times. Types. So fla- I think flashpoints got to be like in the first three. I think that they have. I don't know. I think they should maybe even randomize the order. It, I think. Sense. I think if we're looking at like if we look here and we have control, uh, uh, hybrid, escort, push control i think that we stick with control on first because control is the easiest mode to understand for most people i think i think it's kind of the most viewable uh game mode i think we keep um uh, uh, hybrid because it transitions nicely from control Mm -hmm. into a payload and then i think we flip it to flashpoint on three because um payload like straight up payload again there's a nice flow of things from the hybrid into payload but okay so what are you ending on 2cp they can't (laughs) oh sorry i mean i think that you would be in control i think you would be ending on on push I don't think they want to do that. Oh, I, I don't man, think they I would want to do that. I don't think they would have wanted Ooh, to do that when Overwatch 2 launched brutal. because push is the other new game mode. But I think the reception to it push hasn't been great for some right? reason, though. Yeah. And and it it's is the most it is a middle. very tug of war map. Yes. Right. So if you're going into that and you're um, all tied up two two, it is a literal tug of war to end out the series. I think it makes it sense makes for push to be the sense. final map uh, round now. Control makes sense as well because it's a best of three, right? But I think ultimately we have two controls now in a five-game series, so we're losing a control. Yes. I think there's no doubt yeah. about that, right? Toronto um, nerf. Yeah. <laughs> but well, again, I mean, maybe Flashpoint plays to their strengths. But we're also well, dealing the, with a new meta, so... Ah. I, I, I don't know if it plays to their strength because of the, the portability of the point. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, okay? Like, <laughs> you know, watching Elios here, what does Toronto You're proceed to do? You're on the copium. That's right. Toronto doesn't get win that initial fight. It takes them quite some time to then take the point back. But once they do, they brawl. Like this team loves to brawl in a a, a location. Look, um, as and long with as flash sorry. point 
that location is now portable. Yeah, you can brawl all of a sense over there. Well, guess what? Now you have to brawl in, and it's <laughs> once it's locations p- plural. I think it's yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as we get a diva or a sigma meta, Kaluj oh. will be on top of the oh, world. Did you see opener we'll fall good. into the well right now? <laughs> yeah. I was just there as well. Opener. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he uh, charged into the well because goodbye. <laughs> It's one of those moments when you realize why well, they're in pros and you're not. That's right. Them. That's right. No, it's one of those moments where you realize we're all human. We all yeah. make mistakes, even the pros. They're no different than us. Uh, except when they make those impressive plays. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyhow, I mean, to wrap this up, like the only reason that Toronto ultimately loses ruined, uh, Flora was able to go and delete players despite the fact that hydron had much better opportunity to get the damage like i think hydron had uh bob within like the first 30 seconds of the round hydron's got um, a good ash that's for sure but flora's ability to go in and and keep hydron from getting solid sight lines um is is really the reason why you know washington was able to to have the success that they did um granted it did take some time but you know, to Toronto's credit, they then go and and pull this off in Lighthouse. So, yeah, I mean, those are the, the teams you need to beat, right? If you want to yeah. go up the rankings, like yeah. right now, Toronto they went into this five and eight, and Washington's a little above them at six and seven. It's and a now, great win for them. And now they're both six and eight with yeah. uh, actually map differential looking four like minus four and... dash four for each. So this is this is this is where the, the wow. tiebreakers for me are, are kind of confusing because head to head doesn't come out um, right away. Head to head, the standings not updated. They have some they map are. differential qualifying matches, then head to head on qualifying matches, and then head to head map differential on qualifying matches. <laughs> then strength the victory, strength the schedule, strength the schedule without strength differential of victory. Wow. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, there's still a couple of matches to go, but yeah, Toronto, Toronto is doing what they need to do. Uh, so where does this leave things? We've got the Vancouver Titans at eight and six. Vancouver is in fifth place. Um, this puts them in a very comfortable position. If they were to hold on to fifth, and now they need some some help to to do this, um, they are, I believe, in the winners bracket of the play-ins. Hmm. Look at that map differential too. Ooh. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like Vancouver, uh, the uprising weekly uprising podcast. Their Discord. They were talking about tiebreaker scenarios and that. Obviously, Boston is currently ahead of Vancouver, and oh, yeah. you know Vancouver could potentially make it interesting. But what's scary is if Vancouver would make it interesting, the map differential is what gives them tiebreakers. They are doing really well. Which is not what we're accustomed to with Vancouver. <laughs> well, Boston, oh, Boston is gonna. They have okay. They have a match against the Mayhem, which they'll probably lose. But then they play the Gladiators, so <laughs> guaranteed win. It's a one and one for them. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you know Vancouver, Toronto, they get to play each other. Yeah, tough matches. Vancouver gets an Excelsior. That's Ooh. another tough one. Toronto gets to play the Justice again. Ooh, rematch. Ooh. Rematch of the century. Damn. I mean, so, Toronto's got a couple of rematches then because they play Vancouver again, and that was the first team mm-hmm. they played in this half of the season. Hold on. 
in those week uh, week five and six, do we get Flashpoint? Yes. Yeah, with this when they come back, we get Flashpoint and oh. New Hero and new okay, meta okay. Sigma. Which meta. we're not going to talk That's about this week crazy. because we've got a couple of weeks before we uh, the league resumes. Hmm. Indeed, the anyway. plot thickens. If you've made it this far, we're going to take us a short break before we dive into the fray. Whew. back at the week that was because that's what we do here on the podcast uh the event (laughs) exactly (laughs) um the uh weekend got underway with the guangzhou charge losing to the soul dynasty 3-1 panthera beat poker face 3-2 poker face dragons 3-1 uh we already knew the defiant loss to the outlaws 3-1 the excelsior beat the los angeles gladiators 3-2 the gladiators are full-on sad years right the reverse sweep too and the uh, titans as we know beat the eternal for Overwatch. Infernal beat the Dynasty 3 0. Uh, the Spark beat the Fuel 3 2. O2 Blast beat, uh, who is it? Bop, 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 poker face, bop, bop, poker face. 3 1. Dreamers beat the Charge 3 0. Outlaws beat the Gladiators 3 1. The Justice beat the Excelsior 3 1. I already know the Titans beat the Shock 3 1. Uh, Dallas Fuel beat Panthera 3 2. The Spark beat the Dreamers 3 1. Dragons beat O2 Blast 3 1. We already know the Defiant beat the Justice 3 2. And San Francisco 3 Overwatch the Eternal. Um, as far as, uh, Pickums are concerned, it appears the, uh, website has somewhat caught up. They're getting better. So like, if you look at East region week four, um, there are a handful of matches that are pending results, but as we have come to figure out pending result means contenders team. And I was actually thinking about this a little bit further because we were having a conversation as to whether or not a contenders team can make the playoffs. So the contenders teams can't make plans, but if they were to finish top of the table, they can make playoff qualification. So like (laughs) first in the East, I wonder if because they can't make plans, the pending result is indicative of a match that may or may not count when it comes to tiebreakers. Hmm. Well then again, I have no clue. I mean, (laughs) but Pickums themselves are broken. Um, I got 10 points that I know of in the East uh, this past week. And uh, in the uh, West, I got me 17. God darn. What'd you do, Alex? Yeah, I'll need to check. Um, if it wasn't loading. for the Sadiators, I would have had a really good West week. In the East, I'm at 8. And in the West, I'm at 20. But I burned all of my double points. Yeah. And I did get the also- correct winner. But unfortunately, I didn't get the correct score. I got 18 in the West. Gladiators also screwed me over. I, I had a f- like my last bit of faith. I thought they were going to beat Excelsior, but they did not. The East, I got just seven. The only but- match that I had wrong in the West was Excelsior Justice. I said Justice would. No, Wait, you, you had the Excelsior one. beating the Gladiators? I sure did. I had it for 3-1. And it turned out to be three nice. two. Moist. I have lo- I, I had lost all faith in gladiators. 
the way they were performing, well, I, mean, okay. I was ready for him to lose, lose, lose. Well, good on you. That, I mean, like looking at the fan predictions here, um, surprisingly, a lot of other people also had lost faith in the Gladiator. It was 52-48 <laughs> for the Excelsior. Yeah. So. Oh, well, for the uh, San Francisco-Vancouver odds, uh, they showed it during the, the match, but San Francisco had like 65% and Vancouver had 35 Ooh. Like, that's how definitive mm. people were picking San Francisco. There's just a lot of San Fran fans, I guess. Well, and I, they did say that during the, the broadcast sure. itself. So, um, As we know, the, the league is in a, a hiatus for a, a few weeks. Things will resume uh, at the end of August uh, for the West. Um, what's interesting is that uh, we have two weeks of weekend matches. So we have a Saturday and Sunday schedule mm-hmm. for both week five and week six. Um, it's weird how the schedule has been structured um, this way, um, but it has. Uh, we also <laughs> only had the two matches this past Sunday. So um, what it's waiting for is the new patch that's coming out this week. Uh, Invasion starts on August 10th. Ooh. That patch is the new season, uh, the new PvE uh, purchasable mode. You're getting your new hero, support hero, Alari, who uh, throws out sim healing turrets, uh, fires bolts of sun from the sky, has some form of like Sojourn-style ray gun thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, Flashpoint, new mode. That's the portable uh, control. Uh, there are um, a PVE King's Row Underworld, which is free, being uh, released. Uh, Hero Mastery is coming out, but that won't be until September. And then the Overwatch uh, 2 anniversary comes out uh, middle September, September 19. Um, lots happening uh, mm-hmm. within the game. And obviously all sorts of new... Um, Cosmetics. Uh, cosmetics, yeah. Uh, apparently Anna's going full Omnic. That's right. That's the, That's uh, the mythical. Right? Yeah. yeah, I've told you know you never go full omnic, but she has chosen to do so. <laughs> I don't. I don't um, like where this is going. <laughs> well, okay. We were, we talked about this last week. Are the two of you going to go and buy the uh, invasion storyline? Yeah, dude. No, I, I will. I want to play it. I already cashed my crew hoop points at work so that I can oh, get wow. fifty dollars on the PlayStation Network to buy it. Oh my goodness. That's right. Your crew who? Yeah, it's like a points thing. You you know, give each other points oh, and they can have real too. money. It, we we have uh it's honestly bonusly. pretty awesome. Oh yeah, same thing. Yeah, no, I I work for the public sector. We don't get nothing. <laughs> That's right, you don't even get coffee you were telling me. <laughs> no, they we still, don't they we still don't. use an abacus. Yeah, pretty much. So uh no, I mean I I, I was much less confident of getting it last time. I was like, no, not going to. But then having thought about it, maybe. My, my, I, I will elevate it to a maybe. But I just, it, it would need to be compelling enough for me to say, yeah, I actually want to give this a try. I will come back to the same argument I made when Overwatch 2 was releasing in their air quotes early access thing. If the game had been releasing for a full retail price, I would have bought the game. And instead, I got to spend that money on a Watchpoint Pass, which actually gave me three enough overwatch coins for three different seasons which i only just finished using in this uh this most recent season because i did not use those coins on seasons two or three and because of that the way i see it is i mean we're almost at the full year since overwatch 2 came out it's the same same methodology for me pack yeah i've i've been paying or i've been playing this game for at least a full year since it released yeah i'll fork over 
whatever it is, 20, 25, 30 bucks yeah. for, for See, the, the game again, basically. My, my issue here though, is the legacy of what, I mean, I, I, I understand it's a whole different time now than it was when uncle Jeff oh, came yeah. out and said, here's what we're going to create. Oh, yeah. And I completely agree <laughs> with the reasons as to what they've you know described as to why they pivoted the way they have. But I have seen far too many blizzard properties focus on the monetization of content mm -hmm. in such a way that it is a slow drip. Yeah. And that drives me nuts. Like yeah. if, if you're going to make me pay for the content, that's fine. But the, promise and delivery is what's missing and so now i'm i'm less hyped i think if they had said hey here's what the package is i would have bought it at launch and it would have included this and this and this mm -hmm. but now that it's to the slow drip eh. but i get it. it's a certain live service game yeah it starts from the free to play space you got to pay for this some way I, I don't know i just i'm i'm not hyped about it and and i mean i honestly i, I feel the exact opposite i feel like the marketing they've been putting in I mean, you know, John Cena what, aside, John maybe Cena? I'm, I'm you, you can see him. <laughs> I, I didn't really care too much about that. The, the, it's the, the great that they're doing that, but whatever. Greatest partnership since DJ Khaled. That's oh, that's right. But you know, aside from that, I think you know the the promotions I have been seeing. The fact that I am seeing on Twitter people posting pictures with actual physical posters for Overwatch Two. I'm getting YouTube pre-roll ads that are for Overwatch. Yeah. Um, yeah which is funny because like, why would you give me that? I already know about the game. I'm already excited for it. I already play it every day. What? I am not your target audience. I'm already, no, in, but, the, but the audience, the number <laughs> it's, you fit the demographic. That's all. That I guess that's true. the demo is what you're falling into. I guess that's true. But anyways, the point is, um, I, I am hyped. I've been enjoying what they've been showing off. Um, and I mean, new hero is, is always exciting, especially when it's a support hero, given that I primarily yeah. play support. Um, new mode, too. I'm the new mode. Right. Yeah. Well, like new hero, new mode. Yeah, I guess I'm excited there. But like, Two I maps. feel my. I'm not hyped the way I once was. I mean, I, I would say I'm not as excited as if they were releasing the fully fledged, you know, basically World of Warcraft, but Overwatch that we had been promised. Um, yeah. You know, if they were releasing that, I think everyone would be you know, 10 times as hyped, but I am still uh, excited for it to release. And, and honestly, I mean, I think I talked about this last week. I didn't get into season five too much um, until a good month had passed. Like I just, I tried it a little bit at the start. Didn't, you know, it was fun, but overwatch is always fun. Didn't really get too into it. And then I didn't buy the battle pass until almost exactly the halfway point into the season when uh when i kind of said you know what i'm actually having a lot of fun and i'm i'm gonna buckle down because i know i'm gonna purchase the the next season anyways so i may as well spend these remaining coins that i have on this battle pass um and then i mean i love Mis mischief and magic i think that prop hunt is probably the best limited yeah, time mode so they've fun. introduced so yeah i i want them to add more maps i do too i i uh i so not the most recent episode of One Man Watchpoint, but the one previous to that, I actually speculated a little bit on how I think they could expand the uh, Mischief and Magic mode out a little bit. You know, uh, I think there's some creative, cool stuff they could do, especially looking well, at what Call of Duty does with with Prop yeah. Hunt and things like that. So, I and I like I I'm not prop like a Prop Hunt mode. <laughs> I'm not interested at all. Yeah, I actually, there's nothing about that. But I don't see if they were producing content along those lines, mm -hmm. which is what like new mode, new maps associated to it. I have no issue there. It's it's no different than like deathmatch when they're pumping out deathmatch maps mm -hmm. at the end of Overwatch One. 
yeah, it's disappointing that I am not getting more variety in the modes that I play in, mm-hmm. which I feel are mainstream, but you know, I understand sort of the logistics as to where you're building that out. The, and I'm not trying to beat this horse dead or maybe I am, mm-hmm. but the lack of hype is not the fault of the game. Like I still enjoy right. playing it. Like, uh, I, I think I've maxed out, uh, at 167 within the battle pass. And that's not with the XP boost I would have gotten. I mean, and that's purchased it. And that's funny. Cause I don't think I've ever gotten that. In fact, I know I haven't, I've, I've gotten maybe two of the titles, <laughs> but I'm, I'm finding that I am playing the game for the sake of simply playing it. Mm. I'm not enjoying the time I'm spending. Right. It is literally, I got to waste some time and I've now started to see myself branch out into other games that I can sort of invest this time in. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm starting to play sea of thieves again. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, Palea uh, beta that's, yeah. that was uh, live. I mean, I've been playing that. It was a, it's just a game I can chill and waste some time in. And mm-hmm. that, What's missing, and I could not tell you what it is with Overwatch, this patch isn't solving. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Anywho, um, the other news is if you have resisted using Battle.net because for one reason or another, just <laughs> didn't like it, Overwatch is available for pre-download on Steam. Uh, ATDI cool. is going to Steam. I don't know how the Battle.net authentication will still work. It may be that you have Battle.net working in the background, but... <laughs> I mean, you you have it in the game as well. If you don't, if you're not logged in into Battle.net and you uh, go into Overwatch, anyways, you can still log in from the client itself. And you yeah, you just have to authenticate, have to. right? But yeah. that, there, there's still the Battle.net service that's running in the background. But I have not explored this. But I guess this now introduces people who have we de- have decided that I'm going to go and throw Overwatch two onto my Stream Deck. Or my Steam Deck, sorry, not my Stream Deck. Yeah, Steam I'm deck. gonna, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna try it. Like I, I, I don't want to play with a, with a gamepad, uh, but I'm definitely gonna transfer it to Steam it, and uninstall Battle.net because I don't see a reason of having all these. Yeah, it reminds launchers. me of playing Destiny at my in-laws via my PlayStation Ooh. Vita. Oh, you had a PlayStation and, Vita? Oh, I had a P. I had a Vita. You know, but the thing about I had this a PSP. is that. Like the, the cool thing was that I had to like, or cool thing, maybe less cool thing. Cause cloud didn't exist in the same sense. So I had to go and essentially connect back to my PS4, which was yeah, at home remotely. So remotely to then play a game yeah. that was remote itself. Um, the ping was phenomenal. I, I would, I would do things in game, uh, and surprisingly play well, um, but then suddenly be dead about a, you know, minute later. But the game would still give me credit for like the kills and activities up until I just magically died. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I'm just impressed that you had a PlayStation Vita. Like, did you know there are dozens of us? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm shocked. You know what that is? Because there are certainly a lot of people who don't. <laughs> I okay. I have I have a console addiction. It's less of an addiction these days now that you know things are so expensive. But, um. I have, I've had pretty much every Nintendo console, including handhelds, uh, pretty much every Sony console, including handhelds. Nice. Um, I've had every version of the Xbox. Um, awesome. Yeah. Good. I'm and glad. here I am a primary PC. That's, gamer, I was so. going to say that's, that's what surprises me. I, I had no idea. Cause I'm 
similar, not not as uh, as far, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anywho, here we are. End of a show. It's been a long one, as they always are these days. Um, if you're happening to look for our back catalog, go to the broken website, readysetpwn.com. The widget works, though. That's what's most important. You can obviously subscribe to us if you uh, so wish to do so. I would imagine anyone at this point of the show has subscribed to us. But if you are one of those few that hasn't, click subscribe. Tune in next week. Um, if you're looking for us on the social media, we're at readysetpwn on Twitter or X or whatever the heck Elon deems hey, it to hey, be. Hey, don't get us demonetized here. <laughs> like we were ever monetized. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash uh, But what final words of wisdom do you have for uh, our listeners this week, guys? Can't wait to watch the Toronto Defiant play the washed Inkton Justice again. Mm, good one. <laughs> yeah. should've, I should have come up with something like that. I got nothing. I'm looking forward to uh, August 10th for the new season of Overwatch. Um, well, we were talking about hype, so I had to go and Google the dad joke is related. To, um, but you know something? I don't get all the hype around lamp memes. Lamp? Like, like lamp like, memes. Like yeah. thing you turn on? Because they, they just tend to burn themselves out. Oh my God. You do, don't they? Mm-hmm. Lamp. Mm-hmm. Anywho. You, you got a scoff from Alex there. <laughs> he was very yeah. displeased with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's been an episode I'm Chris at Lightforce uh, the dog that you can hear upstairs that's Sky uh, Jordan <laughs> at Sir Dr. Sure Jam was and the host of the one man watch point and Omni at Omni Strive by the way catchphrase <laughs>